0: Smooth. I don't have to go through different screens and yeah, it's great. And I just get my light table, get my tracing paper, hook up my my old school tattoo machine. It makes a loud noise. Like everybody in the, in the in the tattoo shop is tattooing with these quiet ass rotaries, you know. And then my old school ass breaks out. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I have to go through different screens and yeah, it's great. And I just get my light table, get my tracing paper. Hook up my my old school tattoo machine. It makes a loud noise. Like everybody in the, in the in the tattoo shop is tattooing with these quiet ass rotaries, you know. And then my old school ass breaks out. <laughs> Let's go. go. <laughs> go and yeah, it's
1: great. Can I
0: just get
2: my life? That was me. I am so sorry.
3: Okay. All, All right. right. Am <laughs> I having a throw <laughs> I was so
2: confused. I'm like, why are we listening though
3: again? I thought I was having I've been a cloned. Today. <laughs> well, I I just I was able to get YouTube going, so we're live awesome. on YouTube, everybody. Awesome. Welcome. We're awesome. <laughs> Doing it, um, yeah. Whatever was going on before, uh, uh never mind. Uh, never mind the technical difficulties. Uh, Hello, YouTube. Yeah, we're yeah. Hey, YouTube um yeah well so sorry that we're late right so it it turns out that uh, everybody it turns out everybody was on time and i was i was the one late for class (laughs) um well uh so i already did the already did the intro and so i'm not doing it again (laughs) i'm not doing it again but we will say you know um this is reinventing guy just since reinventing the tattoo community uh so welcome everybody we want to thank our sponsors tattoo now. Uh, check out tattoo now, ask for Gabe. Um, and of course, thank you to Guy Etchison for being the founder and the uh, inspiration behind this, uh, behind this community. So um, anyway, this is uh, drawing for tattooers. Uh, it's it's Memorial Day 23. And so um, anyway, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, and uh, yeah. So we're having some technical difficulties. Of course, <laughs> happy Monday! Morning. Yeah, happy Monday! Um, and uh, uh, we we were uh, we were discussing a topic, and so I think I'd like to just jump right back into it. I'd, I'd like to jump right back into it, get through that, and then open up the conversation because you know I know it's uh, time is money, and so I'm so excited that you all are you know were able to join us today. So. Let me uh let me try this. Well, let me try this again. Uh hold on. I really like this topic too,
0: because this is I, I just I like seeing these really simple examples. Cause sometimes I wonder, I'm like, how are they making these edges, mm-hmm. you know, um different? Yeah. Especially at like, because like, you know, like especially when they do like like let's let's say like a realistic rose, right? Like a super soft realistic rose, no lines. And I'm just like how are you on doing this? You know, how do you put this super light pedal on top of this other one? And, you know, the differentiation between the two is just so subtle, but it's beautiful, you know? So this is great.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I think, um, I really couldn't agree with you more because to be honest, like I, I, it's still very, uh vexing you know what i mean it's it's this it's probably it's you know when we get down to it it's like the simplest thing and then you you know you you get into the rhythm of doing it and then this magic will happen but Mm -hmm. once it's all woven together you know what i mean it's like how did you how did you how did that happen you know how did how did how did that all come together and then start this uh this sort of this magic trick that's really you know so so wonderful so anyway this is this is some of the you know this is some of the approaches that we can all take and it can help us as we're navigating because it can again it's like things that are complicated that we want to do it's it's too it's too much just to sort of you know just to have it right it, it's a process and so this is um again mm-hmm. something that like we were talking about earlier uh we're talking about earlier how like sometimes we do, we really talk about simple ideas on this show but getting a chance to review them might really like lead to new insights that you you know that you otherwise like wouldn't have like through conversation through like looking at stuff i think um at least for me that's how i feel you know like i all the things that that we do end up talking about like i don't you know what i mean like there are always there's always something new to learn. Right. And so, um, anyway, let's, uh, let's get back into, we'll get back to where we're, I'm going to start over. So, <laughs> but we, you know, for, you know, at least we weren't like, uh, you know, work pages, for me. Yeah. 10 pages deep. All right. So this is, uh, this is, a this is from a, a short chapter in a book called first lessons in, in painting by Jack Ham. So if you're interested, you know, please uh, check out that book. Um, a lot of really, you know, uh, fundamental ideas, but of course, uh, um, you know, it's, as long as you're sort of like, you know, you're studying these things, I think they're, they can, they can sort of operate in the background sometimes, right, especially when you're trying to do, you know, again, like render the rose or like, you know, some other really, you know, uh, some really, really important project to you. You can really focus on being in the moment and, Be present doing your thing and then you know this stuff helps you out so all right edge differentiation all right let's zoom in oh let quickly let me let me sort of point out uh you know all of the illustrations on the side here on the left hand side and so these will become useful and as we're reading through you know if you if anybody wants to see any of them or ask any questions or something feel free um but again uh, i really like to link this back to the reinventing curriculum. So the idea of pos-neg relationships, positive, negative. Um, so let's, let's get into some of this reading. All right, of what value are these two pages before us? gonna be two pages. Before, okay, so. um, how do they relate to our still life study? Actually, the exercises presented relate to all of art. So they are more than passing worth. Uh, They may be used only for referral purposes. This page deals with flats or two dimensions, uh, height and breadth, um, without depth or thickness, right? So height and width. Um, uh, The opposite page, the next one we're going to see, deals with the extra dimension of depth. In all instances, the problem becomes one of edge differentiation. Uh, this problem must be met head-on by the artist uh, in all compositions, right? So this is something, you know, that Jake Meeks of the Fireside Network talks about quite a bit, this sort of, you know, edges over lines sort of concept. It's um, kind of like, you know, the idea being that like a line is an edge, right? All we end up really kind of having are these sorts of, uh, uh, all we end up having really are these edges. And there are there are various sorts of, you know, sharpness or, you know, or softness. So, um, right. So, uh, so to continue first, he or she, the artist, outlines uh, their subject or treats it uh, linearly. uh, That is with lines. And so again, I, you know, something that we were talking about earlier is like, you know, you can, can always sort of sketch with lines. It's something that's very sort of intuitive. But as you paint, as you, uh, as you, you know, work digitally, sometimes you know you can always start to think about painting or you know or drawing with shapes. And I think almost you know if you start your tattoo, for instance, with a mag rather than a liner, let's say hypothetically, uh, you you are sort of you know you are sort of you could be thinking about it, uh, in terms of shape, right? But um, uh, but anyway. Uh, you could you could start with a line right but again there's going to be this uh, this this issue of edge right so okay he or she may stop there with lines but usually a dark and light pattern is desired whether or not is to be in color it uh, would be a bland exhibit if uh, the art was all with line and without values or coloration so um, you know essentially what What we're talking about like is you know having some sort of tonal scheme is going to make for a lot more interest um lines are beautiful too so you know i don't (laughs) i don't want to totally discount them and say that it's you know that that, like it has to have all this rendering but i think perhaps like you know if you have enough lines it starts to kind of almost have a a tonality to it if that makes sense Um, So if just, if it's just sort of basic lines, I mean, again, that could again, that's probably true. It could be very bland, <laughs> but um, but yeah, just for the concept of it, we're talking about you know having uh, having some sort of contrast. Right? Contrast means difference, right? That's what contrast is all about, um, right? So next, the artist asks themselves how uh, how are they going to distinguish one area from another? Simple as it may seem, the simple as it is, really, uh, the way it is done may make or break composition. So just sort of differentiating between one sort of shape to another. Um, you know, how do we do it? What's the, you know, what's the, uh, what's the key here? Um, so figure two, right? So we'll sort of you know, focus up here on the, on this second set of uh, quadrangles, right? Um, so finds the planes assuming a greater influence <laughs> uh, by a feathered support dark uh, at the outer edges. The front plane is lifted off uh, from the second uh, by the same method. Um, so the illusion of space is what is provided. Right, so what do we see here in this first, uh, you know, so there's number one, it's just the outlines. And then number two, there's some rendering going on. Uh, edge differentiation, right? The edge, the object, these, the square, this rectangle separated from the background. And then again, they're separated from each other by a bit of a bit of tone. I would, you know, it's a little, it's, they're pretty close in value, right? But I would almost say like, like the, the, you know, some of the render here at, you know, where the interface, where this, the square is sort of on top of this rectangle, I think it's a little, I would argue it's a little bit lighter. This is, this is something where, I, you know, I think uh, we will see, we'll see more of that as we go on, but this is something that Guy Addison talks about quite a bit, and that is this sort of idea of, uh, you know, adding contrast to your, you know, to your planes, right? So in the, Let's say in the background you have these dark darks, right? In the foreground, you don't use the same value, right? Like having all the same value kind of flattens things out. But, um, but we're just we're just beginning, right? We're just sort of just differentiating these edges, and so I think that's um, that's you know it's a good place to start, right? Uh, so, um, Figure three, uh, Figure three has. Um, as graduated values on the planes, uh, uh, met by contrasting values of either plane themselves or under the planes. Observe the dark and light scheme. Right. So this is exactly what uh, this is exactly what we were um, just sort of referring to, and that is, uh, you know, we've got this sort of differentiation. There's a there's a light edge here, right, and you know, at the the lower right hand corner of the square. So it's a, it's a, 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 pause on neg. So positive referring to darkness and then negative referring to lightness. So we have this pause on neg relationship here. And then to the, the left edge of, of the square, we have neg on pause versus right? so radiation graduated. It's sort of, you know, uh, we're able to sort of transition, right? Sort of dynamically from pause on neg to neg on pause. And then again, in the background we have the same sort of thing, um, I would argue too. There, you know, we're kind of we're seeing a little bit more, sort of, a, a darker value in the background of this of this one. Uh, right. So um, moving on, Figure Four has an oval shape running through it, under and around the planes. Sorry about that. Um, and this sort of thing is good for still life abstractions. Um, figure Four. Uh, there it is you can see like this sort of tone shape is like, there's like an ellipse, there's like an oval sort of shape to it. Um, And again, we've got this darkest, deepest sort of value. And it's really separating these two objects from the background and then lighter value on the, you know, on the foreground object separates it from the one immediately behind it. But it's, if, if the value on this, you know, this, square in the front in figure number four was the same as the as the dark in the background it would flatten out right you would lose that you would lose this sort of edge differentiation that we've been talking about so just treating each one as specific um it helps uh it helps to you know create this illusion right that we're starting to be able to decipher this from that right so Figure five, moving right along. Figure five carries an interior border uh, treatment that could be widened or narrowed. These borders could be uh, differing widths, um, right? So, you know, in this one again, I think you know we have. There's a principle of continuation, right? That we would sort of, we would almost sort of see, and all of these sort of have that that idea. But behind, you know, this. The square, the rectangle, is you know the that frame is you know it's continuing to run, but again they are uh, they're separated from the background. Why? Because they have you know uh, they have a little bit of value that's you know that gives them that dimension that, that edge differentiation. Outlines are a shorthand for this, right? Like so, if we outline something, you know, we are defining the the edge, right? So any any sort of bold calligraphic, graphic, you know, perimeter outline that you put on a, you know, on a design, you're differentiating the edge. Um, and then the, you know, the thickness of it, that's, you know, again, it's gonna add to it being more distinct or not. So, uh, right. So figure six uh, has an interior border, you uh, where we at? Figure six, yeah. Figure six has an exterior border treating uh, floating value inside the area. Um, we can see that obviously. Again, it's sort of like, you know, I, I think I would like to see, you know, if we, if I zoom in a bit, I'd like to see like some of this value here, right up. You know, you could bring that up to that edge and make it a bit stronger. Does that make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Some of this, this value here Right now, it's sort of like it's just the line, but you know, it's. But there we go. I think we're starting to we're starting to think in this way. We're starting to mm. think
1: about
3: edge differentiations and stuff. Right. So seven. Really neat. Yeah. So uh, I like this one. Seven That's has acquired a diagonal thought. layers of value behind it uh, on the top and on the top of the rectangles. Yeah, kind of really kind of interesting. Um, you know, again, so we have this pause on neg relationship right and then it's dynamically moving to the you know to the backside neg negative on positive i that's uh that really feels like space it doesn't feel deep it kind of almost feels like a like a like a you know like a table surface or you know like you know, almost sort of like you know like we have what we have right now you know there's a there's some plane and it's it's you know photograph or your i don't know even you know uh even your canvas or something. And it's next to the wall. We see this, I think, you know, often, but, but there it is sort of simply applied. And it's just really about the edges. And so um, number eight, right, uh, has jagged vertical streaks uh, on, on and behind the planes. This one's a little weird to me. (laughs) This one's weird. I don't know. Um, But, uh, but again, it's, you know, there's the principle sort of still stands. We can you know, really see it. But yeah, we've got this negative on negative right here in the middle. Same thing with this negative on negative. It's not as strong. You know what I mean? It's There's not as much nuance that you could otherwise have, I think. Um, now, let's say that they were very connected. You know what I mean? That's the impression that I think that you give. you know, as far as like something that they're like touching versus like there's some space or distance. You know what I mean? Behind it uh between these two sorts of planes right because we're just talking about two dimensions in this at this point but um, right so figure nine simply two planes uh, and their values are different. Again they are uh, there's a darker one and then there's a you know sort of middle middle tone and so they're they're both sort of positive on a negative against a negative value. And then between each other, you know they are uh, they have a different situation. And then on number 10 we have some you know some that's gradating right uh author uses the word graduating volumes, I'm just saying gradation that's happening and so we're able to get so again positive on negative but also you know there's a there's this more nuanced sort of differentiation between this lighter or middle middle toned edge of the foreground shape and it's distinct from uh from the the one that's behind it. All right. So you got these weird-looking cube things, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, it's what gets <laughs> it, you know, it's the it's the it's the concept, right? And so again, this is this may seem very simple this all this two-dimensional stuff, and but when we start talking about it in three dimensions, it's like there's an extra, you know, what I mean, that extra one adds so much more complexity. Especially when you think about like, you know, add space. Maybe there's a surface underneath it, you know, um, or again, you know, as a just as rendering it as an object itself, right? Even without background, I think in our tattoos, you know, we probably encounter that all the time. Right? Just it's not time to do background, or uh, you know, maybe you're going to do it later or something like that. Uh, you know, how do you how do you navigate you know some of some of these issues right so again let's uh, we can take a step back from the example so you can see all of the you know all of these various sorts of um, applications of edge differentiation so let's get into the reading right uh, front top and side planes on this page we'll deal with the extra dimension of depth on the preceding page, we had um, only two planes. And although these could be separated spatially and thought uh, that they could be treated with value uh, gradations, they still need uh, their two-dimensional state. Uh, Most still life subjects possess the side planes uh, and the top planes. Um, In the case of rounded objects, they are turning surfaces to consider, right? So just rendering, you know, like a sphere, a lot lot of things have. A lot of things have rounded circles, you know, like my coffee cup.
0: Um,
3: And so, again, it still has all this dimension. But, um, you know, uh, thinking about just really kind of keeping in mind this simple relationship
0: of uh,
3: positive and negative or differentiating an edge just gives it so much more information for us to, you know, grab hold of. All right. In each of these instances, we have uh, three exposed surfaces, of two uh, uneven quadrilateral forms. They could be called lopsided cubes or irregular boxes. These shapes are more interesting than two perfect cubes uh, with monotonous parallelism. Um, This is why many still life painters interpret what they see uh, many other ways than with mathematical accuracies. You know, I get, you know, let's, subjective <laughs> you know whatever you're into but again i think like um, extreme mathematical precision you know it's it's it, it, it's not necessary in art all the time you know it might be might be more necessary in architecture uh you know what i mean but um it's it's likely you know it's all it's all illusory anyway in terms of you know we're trying to if we depict three dimensions and two dimensions it's all you know it's always going to be this illusion anyway. So, um, so yeah, so eyeballing it, and, you know, uh, but understanding it to a certain degree, I think is helpful when you, when it comes time to eyeball it. Right. So, all right. So, uh, the total of six planes, so we can see like, you know, each one of these objects has three. So there's six total planes. is what we're talking about. Um, uh, in ex- each of these examples is fascinating in their variation, right? So figure two, check out figure two, um, is backed up by feathered value through the two forms uh, then remaining in outline, right? So again, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's fairly minimal. There's just the simple, like these objects, figure two, they're just a little bit of differentiation of edge between them and the background there isn't any other tone sort of describing these. Uh, So, you know, it's kind of like there, we can see the, you know, it's it's weak in terms of like like, how uh, um, how they're, you know, they're separated from each other. But I mean, you know, if there was a little subtle sort of gradation of, of value in there, I think that could, that could certainly make it much more interesting. They could be glowing cubes or something like that, or they could be, let's say like, dice on a, you know, uh, on a table or something like that, whatever it is that you're going for. Um, Maybe this is the first step, sort of differentiating like this much darker background value and then, you know, doing subtle things in the, you know, in these objects. Uh, Figure three, darks on the opposite side, left and right. Um, uh, These planes are treated similarly. However, the front planes are different. you know, this one is—it's a, a little bit strange, I think. But at the same time, we're just getting this rhythm, right? This rhythm of darks and lights, and, it, and so it, they're differentiated and they're interesting, um, more so than more so than these ones that are, um, uh, you know, that don't have any sort of thing going on. So, um, right, figure four. Figure four has one plane of even value, right? So again, we're sort of gradating things. We can, I think you can sort of notice there's a little bit of lightness at this edge, you know, behind. So that gives us just that little touch of differentiation. Um, uh, So I think, you know, we can, we could imagine like a background in this case, Uh, we could, we could see, you know, something that's very dark, you know, that sort of transitions over to, you know, perhaps like medium dark. You know sort of dynamic sort of positive negative relationship in the in the background um but again i think something that's a it's a useful principle is sort of thinking about uh keeping the darks um uh organized like you're know, keeping very dark values organized so in the background maybe you use like your darkest you know your darkest values or deepest values um in the foreground you you know you sort of you may have the high, the highest amount of, you know, contrast. Maybe there's some, there, there's some like highlights and some really sort really of fine, small sort of areas of, of really sharp, sharp value, um, but not in both, right? You don't, you're not putting the same values in both of these places, and in that way, uh, you end up, um, uh, uh, you end up sort of having this differentiation of, of space, so. Where were we? Uh, figure five, right? Uh, when the change of plane in figure five, all the edges are met with dark or light and the two front planes are dark overall. Um, so again, I think we're, we're kind of seeing, you know, there's some light that's happening here, but there's, again, there's a sort of differentiation of, uh, of this edge, especially I think is, is very uh, important um, on the, the cube that's sort of behind Number six, right? The two top planes are dark instead of the two front planes as in five, and the surrounding faces uh, change from dark to light about midway. Again, it's, you know, some sort of simple kind of idea. Um, maybe it's not as naturalistic as you might sort of see, but uh, there's just um, clearly sort of distinct edges that are that are very useful here. Number seven, right? Let's see seven, eight, and nine. Isolate, isolate the dark sides um, so that they are by themselves. Notice the interesting pattern, form can be defined and flat areas will turn into position even though they are identically valued uh, provided they are handled in the right manner. So again, this could be sort of a graphic treatment. This could be something that's, you know what I mean? That sort of gives us, uh, um, you know, gives us something that's sort of like uh, could be more subtle Right. it could be very subtle and um, you know you could imagine sort of pushing those into the background and then maybe like maybe you add a little bit of value onto this you know this lighter plane and then they're just you know they could become almost lost but again you have you're keeping this edge differentiation in mind when we look at 10 right every you know there's this the almost the most amount of contrast uh, right everything is gradated from the darkest value to the lightest one and so we're really getting um, you know, really getting a lot of uh, contrast, and we're getting, you know, a definite edge difference. So, and I think, I think that's, I think that's good. There's more, uh, there's more to it. But of course, I think, I um, uh, want to start with this basic concept, really wanted to start with, you know, just sort of thinking about, we find an edge, we mm-hmm. want to define differentiate it from other things um but again bringing it back to this idea of positive on negative that's going to help so much especially when you're if you have a reference look for that relationship what's darkest what's lightest you may have to sort of take a step back and see that you know see the overall pattern you know what i mean so that way you can calibrate things so you know so you don't end up putting something you know making something way too dark or something uh that that spoils the relationship but when it comes down to it that's essentially what we're doing we're we're differentiating edges we're having a positive on negative or negative on positive relationship and um so yeah that was uh, that was the um, the very basic concept that I wanted to talk about today, and um, so I hope that was hope that was interesting and hope that was that was useful for everybody. Um, let's open up the floor. Any questions, or you know, if there's any other sorts of work that you really wanted to you really wanted to see.
0: Um,
3: so
2: on the the first like one through ten. Um, Like number five is that basically like the same kind of thing you would use with like line width for like new school pieces or for like biomac, where like the closer you want it, the thicker the outline, and the farther back you want the thing, the center the line work. Let's
3: let's check it out so that way I can um, we'll have this visual. All right so number five you meant on the on the, the first the examples first one, yeah. yeah yeah let's check it out. So here's number five yeah so check uh, so um, talk again about what you were thinking the you were saying new school and stuff
2: yeah like how like the it reminds me of a lot of like the line width um, how like the closer you want something the thicker uh, the, the line work. And then the farther back the thing is, the thinner the line work goes, and to where it's kind of like a atmospheric perspective type of thing, but just with line width. Is that kind of like the same thing?
3: I think I I I love that. You know what I mean? I think that's you know it's a really great way to you know uh, sort of tie in something that's you know that we you know that we deal with, and then sort of this this idea because I you know. I really feel like, um, you know, a line is is essentially an edge, right? It, mm-hmm. I mean, there is, you know, uh, in fact, the way that we can, I think, it take that further is sort of thinking about that the line has, itself has two edges, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a maybe a, <clears throat> there's a leading edge or, you know, an edge on the perimeter. And then there's another one, right? It's the one that's sort of facing the or, imminent internal to the, the structure that it's like sort of defining um and so i think that that makes total sense a lot of times i've seen that i've seen artists use that uh, uh that technique of like build up bolder lines and that really sort of accentuates things brings them closer to the viewer because mm-hmm. that's really what we're you know we're still talking about that there is still like this it's you know it's what's absent from our conversation is perspective. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's always there's always perspective because it's always about like a viewer's point of view, any image, you know, that we see, it's all about like seeing it, a viewer seeing it from a particular point. So, again, we want to, if we want to bring something closer to that, you know, that the eye of the viewer, um, again, like its position, like it's in you know like we're lay. these are layered on top of each other um they could we could turn it upside down you know what i mean but still because of their layering it's it's sort of obvious like this is in front of that but then you know i think what you're saying kyle about like having bolder lines is another way to express and sort of reinforce that idea this is closer closer to the viewer's you know point of view if you will um so yeah no i think that's i think that's really you know um that's a good way to sort of i think think about like uh uh how to how to apply what we're what we're talking about there's an edge around a you know an object i guess you know like new school or even art nouveau
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah.
3: yeah think about Mooka's work or someone you know similar and mm-hmm. there's these really there's these really sorry, there's these very bold, uh, chunky outlines around things. And that helps, um, again, define them, define the object, bring it closer, emphasize it. Uh, Also, because sometimes, you know, uh, again, we're like looking at this at this, at these two and number five still, uh, the one behind also has this very bold line, you know, this thicker edge, so to speak. Um, and so if there were you know other squares and stuff that were further in the background and they had thinner lines um you know these ones are closer but they're also more emphasized i think um mm. that makes sense yeah that makes total sense yeah I. so but i love your i love the relationship that you were building there i think that's um i think that's just uh um that's exactly what we need to do, and so Spirit was talking about roses and stuff earlier today, mm. and um, so I think this is—I I really believe that this is, in large part, this is what you're looking at when you're when you're seeing, especially beautifully rendered roses. But even if you're looking at a at a photographic image of a rose, that's the way that you're able to distinguish the petal, you know, from the bloom of it, you know what I mean, from its like its its sort of center bud or whatever. Or of course, like, you know, the edge of the, you know, the edge of the flower itself from the leaf, the background, this sort of thing. There's some relationship to, you know, edge differentiation that provides the contrast that helps us understand it. it we can understand it as a form. We can understand it in terms of like the space between our eyeball and the thing and then of course, like, maybe something that lies beyond it. Um, but again, I think it's the sh- the shorthand is the is the outline, right, instead of, you know, instead of like, carefully calibrating, you know, the edge, uh, you know, to the background, oftentimes in graphic arts and illustrative arts and tattooing, we use, uh, we use the outline to do this work. Um, and so, uh, it depends on the, the, the final look that you're going to go for, depends on the, you know, the amount of, the, the amount, right, of, of rendering that's going to happen, you know, sometimes the outline is the best you can do, right, but I think if you go back, if you go back and look at your own work, because, you know, I certainly, I certainly do with this. I look and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh yep, I just use a line there. I didn't render that edge. You know what I mean? I could have made it a little bit more of a, you know, uh, uh a, a differentiation. But instead, eh, outline. <laughs> I know that I know that it's uh um it's it's simply uh uh something that that happens, but the more that we I think engage with this as a as a practice, the 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 better you'll get at it. I know I know I'm improving, you know what I mean? But this is a thing you'll I think you always can get better at. You can always work on this. Um Yeah. Other other thoughts, other takes on this.
2: Yeah, no, that stuff is that's huge. I'm looking at a rose right now and it's just like, oh, well, that makes sense.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
2: it definitely puts the rose in a different perspective for sure
3: well i think um i think too like seeing it for uh like a local value right so what i mean is like the rose itself if you can sort of see it as like it's having a certain amount of you know even if it's in color it's going to have a certain amount of value Right, as compared to other things, um, and this is what is going to help you. I think sort of achieve the the you know your your ends here. Right, is like planning on what's going to be darkest. Right, planning where the dark the darkest areas are. Right, the darkest sorts of objects, and then of course like being able to. Um, I like this calibrate (laughs) being able to calibrate what is what is going to like define the differing edges from one another And so some artists just work and just just black and they you know they're able to sort of control like the black ink and just gradate it out you know really beautifully others will use like the drop method right you'll have a you know cap of witch hazel or water or something and you'll add a certain amount of drops of of black ink to it um and then this is another way to sort of control the value but having uh having places where you have you know you have calibrated the range right where you have sort of you know maybe in the background is darkest so you have like the darkest darks to you know 75 let's say let's say you know let's say that like zero is the lightest light and 100 is the darkest dark and so maybe you have this 100 to 75 range in the, you know, in the background in the foreground, maybe for the majority of it, it's like, you know, five to five to 40, you know what I mean? Something, some, something like that. And maybe there's touches, right. Where you just, where you add just this very sharp note, very, very sort of deep value. And then you have this widest amount of contrast again, that helps you, I think, add emphasis and then you know add a uh, visual interest because that's that really captures the eye so much it's like looking for you know looking for that what is the contrast in there what is it going on that you know something is indicating to me that this is the the point I'm supposed to look at because that's kind of how our eyes work you know <laughs> but yeah others I want yeah I want to hear you guys
0: I think this is brilliant. I have to sign off uh for the day. Um but I would like to say that this I like it. I like it. This is uh this is definitely helping me because it's one of the things that I was wondering, you know, um because you do kind of get confused with your light source, you know, but it it's almost like it's still even though you have a light source, it still has to you still have to obey edge differentiation. Mhm. Uh-huh. So it's almost like this takes priority over the light source.
3: Well, I think that it's, uh, um, it, they need to work, they, they need to work together. Mm-hmm. They just, they need to work together and sort of like the light source will help you determine how much differentiation of edge you need to have. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so I, you're yeah. right on point, I think, as far as like, you know, that it, it's like. You have to have it, but then the light, source, the light is what tells you what to do. So the light source is, mm-hmm. the, you know, is, again, it's like if we have like absolute light, absolute dark, that's nothing, right? They're just they're mm-hmm. the same amount of nothingness, right? Like if you're blinded by light, you know, or you're sort of blinded by dark, it's still, there's nothing. But it's having the relationship. It's everything. It's where everything comes from. And so, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I hope that it's, again, I hope that like, uh, it just this, this doesn't solve stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, like, you know, we went over this and it's sort of like, and I'm like, I'm thinking like, yeah, there's so many deficiencies to what we were just talking about, but, um, but I know I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep working through it. I know that I will. I know that this is, you know, this is really something that's just uh, it's gonna it's gonna help put you where you want to be. I know it. it it's help. It it helps me a lot, and it's something that I always I'm always working on. Never be he'll mm-hmm. never be perfect, but there's something nice about like being okay with that. Like <laughs> it's it's hard to do.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. To- I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's um. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. these these little things. It's like, you know, the next time we go over it, it we'll just be a little bit more informed, you know?
3: Well, I, so I hope that um, I'd love to see if anybody, if anybody cares to next time we get together, if you want to, if anybody wants to show some of your, your work and where you were working with edge differentiation, um, could be a drawing, tattoo, whatever you want. Painting, crochet piece, whatever you want. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love to talk about it more. Just sort of continue it. And um, and so yeah, this is you know my hope is to uh, is to continue to organize this program so it's so it's interesting for you all. It's interesting for people who watch it. Um, and uh, my 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 sort of scheme is to to try to like you know to try to cover fundamental topics you know sort of like cover them you know say once a month and then the next the next week right we you know we'll do like maybe some life drawing the next week maybe we'll do a fun you know sort of simulated client exercise and then i'm also hoping to have like i'm hoping to like invite some some guests on here to 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 lecture and talk to us about stuff as well as awesome. what's that i would be awesome i i yeah yes. there's all of would it, love, would would, love to all of it be awesome there's there's so many interesting people out there and i think they could we could you know we could always uh you can always learn something new from you know from somebody and so this is uh these are things i want to start doing of course like i've really loved um talking about uh pictures with you all right so exploring art history and analyzing images and stuff I think that's been that's been really fun
0: oh. um,
3: but yeah spirit is saying he's got a sign off it's uh, it's Memorial Day we should all sign off so um, yeah I, uh, I I want to uh, just sort of invite everybody you know back next week for another uh, exciting episode uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time uh, but if anybody has time to do their sign offs please you know uh, we can start you got all right. So, um, Elise, could, could you give us your sign-off, please?
1: Yes, I am Elise Morrow. I am a 3D artist. And you can find me at Elise Morrow Visuals on Instagram and ArtStation. And you can find me at com. And I will be gone for the next couple of weeks, so you guys have fun.
3: <laughs> yes. No. Uh, enjoy your enjoy your vacation. Well-deserved.
1: Um, Go New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, we're staying, like... A couple blocks from Bourbon Street. Nice. So we're, we're in the French Quarter. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. I might be actually a couple weeks after that. I might be near you, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm and going
2: I'm to Tucson. The... Oh, in Tucson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to meet up. Say hi.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That's awesome. Oh, uh, that's cool. No, it's um, it's so weird getting to meet people in real life right yeah. <laughs> you know you know what i mean you like you zoom with them all the time uh it's and then you meet them in real life so it's it's always it's so strange but um but i love it that's great yes um thank you elise for coming enjoy your trip um and we'll see you again very soon so awesome you again
1: and i do have to hop off so bye guys
3: okay. all right bye, bye. Amber let's let's have your sign off.
1: Okay, I am Amber Morgaine. You can find me at Luxury Tattoos and Permanent Cosmetics in Carver City, New Jersey. On all social media sites under Amber Morgaine.
3: Again, it's a, it's so it's so nice to to catch up with you every week and um, thank you for thank coming. You. you too. Yeah. Did you enjoy uh, our our topic today?
1: Absolutely. I'm actually kind of learning that on fake skins at the shop at the moment. I finally dove into roses. I hate roses.
3: Excellent. Um, Yeah.
1: uh... I'm doing a deep dive on it and I'm better than I thought I'd be on roses. So I plan on sending you via Instagram what I'm working on this week so you can show it for me next week.
3: Awesome. Yeah. No, I would love to do I mean, that. What I'm
1: working on is defining the edges of the rose petals without lines.
3: Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad that you know that this hopefully was timely for, uh, for that. Absolutely. And um, um, so, yeah. But I think it's it's something that you know uh, you can always you know, look back on it and see like how you can improve next time. That's all. You know. That's like that's the best we can really do. You know what I mean? Cause, Cause again, well, you know, I think the more that you end up improving, the more you see in, in the work of others. Right. It stops being, you know, it's like, it's, it's wonderful to be dazzled by stuff, but again, it's kind of like, I think it's even, it almost shows up much more. You love it when you can see something in it that's like, ah, a little critical, you know what I mean? But you still yeah. love it. You're like, ah, I don't like, yeah, that's, that's an imperfection or something like that. And, and, uh, i'm I think also that learning
1: how to use the drop method as opposed to just black cool because yeah. in my first my first apprenticeship with the old school biker guy he taught me how to do black and gray with just black
3: oh. totally totally mm-hmm. well it's i think it'll this will be a really good learning experience for sure mm-hmm. and um Practice both ways. You know what I mean. Really, it's like yeah, that's that what both, I'm
1: doing. That way, I ways. can figure out the transition between the two. Mm-hmm. It's
3: wonderful. No, really. So. I really
1: feel like the drop method will help you get even more realistic.
3: Yeah, it will. I think it'll be really great. And um, so, again, I'm so glad that uh, that you had a good time and that it was uh, that. Hopefully, it's helpful for you. And uh, I absolutely. I can't wait to see your roses. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I think that's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. So good luck with it, though, for sure.
1: Thank you very much.
3: Take your time and just sort of, you know, be focused, and it's gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna kill it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Kyle, so so great for you to come today. Uh, everybody was on time. Like <laughs> everybody <laughs> ended up on time today. It was me. I was late. So I'm again so glad you could come and. Um, uh, and your insights here, I think, were, were, were also very valuable because, I, you know, that was something that, like, I wasn't even thinking about at all. Um, so, yes, thank you, dude. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Give us your sign-off. We'd love to know where we could find you.
2: Um, my name is Kyle Olson. I tattoo out of Tucson, Arizona in a shop called Trinity Art Collective um you can get a hold of me via the website trinityartcollective.com or you can get a hold of me on instagram at olson underscore tattoos O L S O N. and yeah i'm gonna definitely mess with this edge differential because like the whole uh you know you take your your rose reference your realistic rose and then like if you want to put leaves around it like i've always just put like where i thought they were like most aesthetically pleasing but i never took into account how the leaves are interacting with the edge of the rose so uh I'm, I'm gonna do that this week and have fun with that so i'm excited
3: that's such a really great insight like you could you could totally put a leaf as a darker shape like in front of a lighter part of the rose or something like that i you know mm-hmm. what i mean i think that that's exactly the kind of thing that like um i need to think about more you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah i people people come in with they want roses all the t- time
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know people want like beautiful flowers all the time and it's kind of like uh uh I mean you could make it all colorful but even still like it's gonna be more powerful if you're thinking about it like in terms of the value in terms mm-hmm. of like how it's gonna have you know edge differentiation overall tonal value and that sort of thing and these are uh i think these are sort of timeless things that are always going to help you out you Mm -hmm. know whether it's flowers or any other subject too so um Mm -hmm. um, i'm so glad that you uh are also like you know hyped about it (laughs) (laughs) it's It's so cool man seriously yeah there's
2: there's just little things i didn't think about like say like on the outer edge of like the rose like it's super light and so you gotta put a dark leaf there does that create, like, a higher contrast point to where it takes
3: away from, like, the center of the flower is supposed to be the focal points where it's just, like… <laughs> it like, totally might. It, it, yeah. doesn't, it, it doesn't fit as a formula. It, doesn't, it can't fit all the time. Uh-uh. You know, there might be just this moment where it works. And then, of course, it's, like, you know, maybe maybe you end up, sort of, like, you know, darkening it slightly. You know, you add a little bit of edge to that that uppermost part, right? Especially mm-hmm. if it's just just on skin. You know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just line it's light light on light maybe there's just a little bit of tone that you put and it helps to sort of again just give us just that little bit of differentiation without having to go in and doing like all kinds of background and stuff in the back um sometimes you can't sometimes you don't have that to rely on Mm -mm. so um anyway there's uh there's so much to it and again it's not a formula it's uh you know their principles. Yeah. And I think that's how if we can think of them that way, we can we can really get a lot out of it. Something uh-huh. just a way to organize things. And so
2: Oh hundred percent. You know, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent the basics. Go constantly going over the basics is freaking huge.
3: Yeah man. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> it's painful, but I think that's uh that's how you grow, right? It's uh growing yeah. as growing as pain. And mm-hmm. so, um but anyway it's uh again it's been a pleasure getting to you know getting to have you today and then uh, hopefully see you tonight at class um 100 the subscribers exclusive drawing group everybody so if you're still if you're still watching you should definitely like and subscribe to reinventing and then of course you should join up uh mm-hmm. join up for the you know for the drawing groups um they really are i mean i think that's a, a it's really been a blessing in my life to have, mm-hmm. just being honest, like, it's just there, it's, it's affordable. Um, and this isn't meant to be a commercial, but it's affordable. And it's invaluable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, this is this thing, you know, where you get together with others, who are also passionate. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, you give a shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's difficult, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's difficult to find the community. And sometimes it's difficult to find people that are open minded to receive criticism, receive mm-hmm. feedback. Mm -hmm. And to, you know, to work on something that's not like, you know, you just have to do it. But Mm -hmm. anyways, um, well, I'm going to sign off. My name is James Wisdom. This has been Drawing for Tattooers. You can find me at Tattooing Wisdom, tattooingwisdom.com. Happy drawing, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next stream.